From the Financial Times in London, I'm Shona Jenkins and this is FT News. The promotion this week of Mohammed bin Salman, the son of Saudi Arabia's King Salman, has shaken up the ruling House of Saud. The 31-year-old prince replaced his cousin, Mohammed bin Nayef, as both crown prince and interior minister. And soon after the announcement, the young prince was shown kissing the hand of the man he replaced in a carefully choreographed display of unity. But many question how much of the sprawling family really supports the young prince. His appointment comes as the Gulf faces its biggest crisis in decades after Saudi Arabia and three of its allies cut all ties with neighbouring Qatar, allegedly because of Doha's support for terrorism. To discuss these issues, I have the FT's deputy editor, Rula Khalaf, and energy correspondent, Anjali Raval. Rula, to you first. How will the change in Saudi leadership affect foreign policy and security in the wider region? I think that one way to look at Um, the elevation of Mohammed bin Salman is more as a confirmation of the more aggressive, the more assertive Saudi foreign policy that we've seen. I think he has largely been in control of of this foreign policy. And I think people will be wondering today whether you're going to see more of it and potentially more adventurism. Does Mohammed bin Salman have the support of the House of Saud? Well, I mean, as you know, Shona, it's very difficult to read the internal dynamics of the House of Saud. I'm sure that there's more to the story than what what we've seen publicly, which is a very amiable, uh, very friendly change between the deputy crown prince and, and the crown prince. I'm sure there's more to it than that. No one gives up the chance to become king uh, easily and certainly not in in Saudi Arabia. What we've also been told is that 31 out of 35 members of the council that needs to sign off on a move such as this one, that suggests a majority. Now, I don't know whether there have been any changes within this council, and I'd be very curious to know who the four are, how senior they are, and what factions in the family they represent. Do you expect to see any domestic changes with Mohammed bin Salman's appointment? Well, Mohammed bin Salman has been the main champion of a very radical transformation in the Saudi economy. I think he looks at Saudi Arabia and thinks that Saudi Arabia can be as prosperous, as modernized as Abu Dhabi or Dubai. And I would suspect that that will be the sort of vision that that he keeps pushing. There has been a bit of a backlash, of course, because oil prices have, in fact, today, oil prices are at uh, at a 7 month low. So I think Saudi Arabia doesn't have as many resources for the types of changes that he would like to see. So I think it's it's going to be a pretty tough ride for him on the economic front. Well, we've mentioned oil prices. So I'm going to turn to you, Anjali. What do you think the impact of Mohammed bin Salman's appointment will have on oil policy? Most analysts and commentators I've spoken to all believe that there will be little impact on oil policy, largely because Mohammed bin Salman has appointed himself prior to his you know, move to Crown Prince. He's, he's already been the head of oil affairs and his influence has been felt through all elements of oil policy making from the Aramco IPO to also the push to involve Russia in the latest round of OPEC cuts. One question that is out there is what impact a more aggressive foreign policy might have indirectly on energy policy, particularly if Saudi Arabia is more antagonistic towards Iran and Qatar, both 
countries are part of OPEC and their collaboration is needed in particular if there are to be more OPEC cuts to come in the future. Now, you mentioned the um, Aramco IPO. Um, Are there likely to be any changes there with his appointment? Will this make it more or less likely? Uh, As Rula said earlier, I think his appointment just solidifies his power. There's been a lot of discontent internally within the kingdom about the IPO. A lot of people don't believe this is a, a good thing to pursue. It's the kingdom's sort of crown jewels being put up for sale. But his appointment effectively just puts him on the path again just to say that look this is the right thing that we're doing and really nobody can stop me Um, and that seems to be the the thinking. With him becoming crown prince I think Saudis will be more worried about complaining about any of his his policies. I think as deputy crown prince he could still be criticised. I think once he's crown prince and clearly the next king you'll probably hear less criticism because people will be worried about criticising him. On the IPO, Prince Mohammed has been very aggressive. He's tried to move forward the timeline for the IPO. He's asked all the advisors to work quicker and faster to get this thing through. So on on that front, yes, there might be people on the sidelines who don't feel this is a good idea. But as Rula said, you know, they're probably going to be complaining a bit less. Rula, you talked about how it will be more difficult, in a sense, to criticise Mohammed bin Salman now that he's had this extra endorsement from the king and is likely to be the the next king. Um, How will this help him face down criticism of social changes he's been trying to make, um, such as loosening up the very tight grip that the religious authorities in particular have over education and segregation of genders? I think that's a good question, because a change such as this would have had to have the approval of of the religious authorities. And Mohammed bin Salman, interestingly, has curbed the powers of the mutawa, the religious police. He's also been quite determined to open up various sectors, especially to young people like entertainment. So the clerics have been horrified by some of what they've seen, like concerts, and a lot more women are working now in Saudi Arabia, more sectors are opening up to them. So I think the king, I would assume, must have been confident enough to make this transition. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to hear clerical voices complaining and possibly actually becoming more vocal. I think while ordinary people are likely to be more worried about complaining, I can imagine that if the clerical establishment is unhappy with this move, they will make their voices heard. Okay, thank you, Rula, and thank you, Anjali. Clearly something that we will be watching very carefully in the coming months and years. (laughs) 